This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Perek Nun Vav, Chapter 56. I'd like to start off this Perek with a quick illustration, a story that happened to my 12-year-old son Thursday night so that I could really explain to you what my goal is of this class so you could see very clearly where I want us all to get to by the end of this lesson. So what happened was that my son's Chavrusa, his amazing Chavrusa, took him out to Seasons Express on Thursday night. Seasons Express, for those of you who don't live near me, is like a kosher 7-Eleven, 24-hour, um, cute little like canteen, and they have takeout food and all the stuff that the boys like, the kids like. Anyways, so my son was going out with his chavrusa. I guess he earned something, and they were going out there. They were going there together. And I get a phone call from the chavrusa that my son wants to talk to me. Okay, yeah, what, what's going on? He tells me, Mommy, every Thursday night, one of the, you know, because he was going straight from there to learn with his friends. And he said, every Thursday night, one of the boys supplies chalent, brings chalent for the whole chavra. So I want to sponsor the challenge this week. So I said, uh, okay, so you could spend up to $25, not more. Okay, thank you, he hangs up. Anyways, I get a text a few minutes later from his chavrusa, Hashem loves Yaakov. I'll explain it to you later, fine. What happens after Yaakov comes home at the end of the night, he learns with his friends, he comes home all excited. He goes, Ma, you don't understand. You told me I could spend $25. But I asked the guy for a pan of chalent. He said, a pan of chalent is $65. And uh, I didn't know what to do. That second, he goes, I didn't even have to worry for a second. That second, a guy walks in the store. He starts questioning me. Who are you? What do you need chalent for? Who are you? Oh, you learn with those boys there every Thursday night? And he happens to sit, you know, learn there also. And he, this man, sees the boys learning. And he's so impressed with them. And he said, I'm sponsoring the $65 chalent for the boys. So he paid for the challenge, and my son came home on a high from this experience, and it was really amazing because in my heart, I just knew that Hashem just gave him the best lesson on Amun Abitachon that he will ever, that he could ever get from any person. No Rebbe, no Chavrusa, no parent could ever teach him any or tell him any words that could give him, that could make this imprint on his heart and soul, to that he really actually, through real life experience, lived through that feeling that he's in a bubble of Hashem's love and care, and that everything in this world is being orchestrated for him. Like It was just an incredible lesson that Hashem gave him on Amun and Bitachon, and I want us all, through, through learning this parak of Tehillim and seeing the Bitachon of David HaMelech, I want us to learn how to get to this place also where we could we could really get the messages and the lessons directly from Hashem himself. We could really feel the the experience, the bitachon, so that it can make a real imprint on our hearts and so that the messages of Hashem's love and care could seep into the deepest recesses of our hearts and be there when we need it most. So let's look at Perak Nun Vav. This Perak is a Perak of danger crisis, emergency, David's in a, a real, real bind. Basically, he was running away from Shaul, from King Shaul, who's trying to kill him, and in his running away, he finds himself in the land of the Plishtim, in the land of the enemy. And so somehow he convinced King Achish, the king of the Plishtim, that he's innocent, and he's really the ally of the Plishtim, and he convinced him that, you know, that he's safe, that so, so no one's, so, you know, 
he's not he's not looking to cause them any harm. He's actually on the side of the plushdim. Well, what happens? One of the main bodyguards in the palace of King Achish turns out to be none other than drumroll the brother of Goliath, the giant who David killed. Oh boy! So this brother, his name is Yishbi, and he goes over to King Achish and he says, "I want to avenge the blood of my brother Goliath. We got to kill this David." And this is where this David is saying this parak from this intense situation of crisis, of danger. He's in an emergency. We actually read this whole story um, in Parak Lamedalid. We read about this story, and David was actually talking like in retrospect. He was thanking Hashem for saving him from this story. Hashem made him act insane, and Achish let him go. The king let him go, and we saw he was thanking Hashem after the fact. Here, he's in the fact. He's in the battlefield. He's in a very dangerous state. And yet we could see that he's constantly talking about bitachon in this parak, And he's strengthening his bitachon. And we could see exactly how he does that. What his trick is. How he gets himself to such a calm state, even in a state of emergency. So we're going to learn coping skills. And we're going to take out, we're going to take two specific coping skills from David here and bring it into our life. So let's look at Parak Nanvav. So he's dedicating this parak to Hashem, to the one who makes people win, and like from the word nitzachon, a victory, to the one who gives people a victory over their own hardships, who lifts people up from the difficult times and allows them to tap into their own strength and fortitude to rise above whatever challenge they're dealing with. So he's talking about himself. He's talking about himself as a Yonas Elam, as a dove that is silent. Why? Because in the parak before this, in parak Nunhe, he, he, he was amongst his own people who were slandering him and who were speaking bad about him and wanting to kill him. And he was saying, Me, Tain, Liever, Kayona. He asked Hashem, Give me wings like a dove so I could fly away and rest and be safe and secure. And so he's playing on that here, and he's saying, okay, you, I, I, I was like a dove, I flew away, right? Now he's in the land of the Plishtim. He got away from his people, but now he finds himself, Jonas Elam, like a silenced dove, because he's in a, such a dangerous situation amongst his enemies here again, even though he flew far away, but here too he's betrayed, and he, resemble, he resembles a helpless, silenced dove. He's saying, Hashem, please find favor in me because people are looking to swallow me up alive here. I'm running away from one enemy. I'm in the land of another enemy. Why are my enemies hating me so much? Shorai are my enemies. Why do they want to kill me? Why do they want to come after me so badly? Because up there in Shemayim, I have so many who are championing my championing my cause. Hashem is on my side. I have schusim that are speaking for me and standing at my side. And because people know that I'm in this dangerous situation and I should be trembling and terrified, but instead I'm strong and fearless and I know Hashem is on my side, they hate me even more. They want to kill me even more. On this day of fear, I put my trust in you. So here is the first of three mentions of the word bitachon in this parak. He's 
we're going to see and we're going to learn his secrets here. Pasuk Vav. He's saying all day long, because 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 everybody's thinking bad about me and planning bad things, plotting against me and pursuing me. Therefore, my regular, happy, normal conversation has become sad, has become heavy because I'm constantly now pleading for salvation and help. So I think this is something that could resonate with all of us. When we're in a tough time in our life, we find ourselves mulling over what to do. We're, we're trying to have clarity in our brain. We're thinking about all the things that are going on, right? All these sad thoughts are permeating our head. How do we know that we were saved from this difficult challenge? How do we know that we got that we passed it and that we moved on? When you start talking about the nail polish color that you love, or you call your friend and ask her what she's making for supper. Or you're talking about the new Shabbos coat that you want to buy and you're looking for the, the best deal on it, right? When you start talking about these light, airy, fluffy things, then you know your life is in a better place. You ever had this experience? I definitely know that it's true for me. Like when I'm talking about relaxed, fun, easygoing things, I'm like feeling very grateful to Hashem for putting me in this good place where I have a headspace to think about all these things. But he's saying here, he has no headspace. My head is just constantly, you know, these depressing thoughts are coming in. I'm constantly having to ask Hashem for help and figure out a way out of this. He's saying, my enemy is constantly looking. They're always hiding and plotting and watching when they'll be able to kill me. So we could see. He's really in a serious situation of danger here. He's saying, Hashem, take, besides for paying attention to all of my wanderings, besides for counting all of the wanderings that I'm, that I'm having to run here and go there, also pay attention to my tears. The gate of tears doesn't close. Tears are very precious to Hashem. Please have a flask and put my tears into the flask and keep a record of all of them. Here he's going into the future. And he's talking about the fact that his enemies are all going to end up turning away. Right now they're all looking to kill me and they're all plotting against me. But I know that you, you have my tears. You're going to have my tears in a flask and you're going to take good care of me. And they're all going to end up turning away and leaving me alone. The end of Pasuk Vav. And he's saying, and when that happens, when all my enemies miraculously turn away from me and leave me alone, Zayadati, that this is, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the words, Zayadati Kimli. Now I know, this is how I know that Hashem is taking care of me, that God is for me. And this, my friends, is David's secret. Here lies the big secret in how he has so much trust in how he gets through the craziest situations with so much fortitude, so much strength and positivity because he has a bank account for Hashem. Everything that happens in his life that is good, that is miraculous, even the smallest little tiny ones, he puts them in the bank account and it's, it's safe there. It has, it's FDIC, right? It's, it's protected. It's secured, it's insured, 
and he he holds it very dear to him and he feels grateful for all these little things that happen. He doesn't just let things happen and forget about it. He says the words, Zayadati Kielokimli. And he's saying now for the future, I know how I am, Hashem, when good things happen to me. Every time you save me, I put that huge deposit into my bank account on your behalf. And this is what he's saying because he knows that this is the way he functions. And he's saying, this is what's going to happen. You're going to save me. And I'm going to say, this is how I know that Hashem takes care of me. So we could all tap into this. David is showing us how to do it. If you pay attention to enough challenge stories, enough free challenge stories in your own life, that's how you get to this place of realizing, hey, wait a second, I'm being cared for. I'm being watched. The world is rigged in my favor. Who knows what had to happen? And that man, that man who paid for the challenge, who knows what things ended up getting switched around in his day to make sure that he en- enters Seasons Express at the very second that my son needed the challenge, right? Those things, those stories, that's how we experience it. That's how we, th- those are the, the huge deposits into our bank accounts that are going to sit waiting there for when we need it. For those moments when we need it most. Pasuk Yud Aleph. He's saying, now we have two different ways. He's saying, I, I praise Hashem for the things in my life. Belokim, when Hashem uses the attribute of strict judgment, that's what the name Elokim is showing. It's showing that we're talking about here the punishments that Hashem gives, the strict judgment that he puts out. So he's saying, I praise Hashem in the hard times when he shows me the name of Elohim and when he shows me the name of Yud Kevavke the name of mercy and Rachamim I praise him then too and the Alshech explains that when a person is able to praise Hashem in the difficult times through the strict harsh judgment then that's exactly how he's going to merit and usher in the name of Yod Kevavke, the mercy and the Rachamim of Hashem and he's going to be Zochet to praise Hashem through the good times so how do we do this? Like I said, like we're saying, we do this. How do we get to a place where we're able to be, you know, thanking Hashem, praising Him during the rough times? We do that by recognizing that the more difficult the, the tkufa that I'm going through is, the more important it is for me to stay laser focused on what is going right. Focusing on what's going right during the harder times is even more important than focusing what's going right on the regular times because that's how we merit. That's how we get to usher in the blessings. That's how we get to get to a place of I'm leaving the darkness and I'm bringing in the light because I'm going through this difficulty, but I'm seeing all the amazing parts, all the amazing ways that Hashem is taking care of me to help me get through it. So for example... I was reading an article that was explaining that for some unknown reason, the cases of the regular flu that normally goes around are way, way lower. Something happened. They're just, they're like almost non-existent. Like barely anyone is getting the regular flu. People get corona, but they're not getting the regular flu. And they can't explain why. And I'm thinking, I don't really need an explanation. No scientific explanation is needed here. I know why. It's because when Hashem sends us hardship, Simultaneously, he sends us things that help us get through it. 
he makes, did you ever have this experience where you're going through an, an issue in one area of your life and all of a sudden all the other things that used to be hard or inconvenient or overwhelming in your life calm down and all of a sudden they're all going perfectly, working in like this perfect symphony to give you the strength and the fortitude and the ability and the courage and whatever resources you need to deal with the major challenge that you're having to deal with right now. That's the way it goes. That's what Hashem does. And through tapping into that and, and focusing on the things that are going right, even in the difficulty, that's how we, <clears throat> that's how we merit the Hashem Ahalal Dabar. To get to a place where I'm going to be praising God through all of the amazing things that He does for me. Pasuk Yud Gimel, Ashalim, the end of Pasuk Yud Gimel says, Ashalim, Todos Lach. So again, he's talking about the future here. He's saying, you, you know, he already said, the enemies are going to turn away. I'm going to say, Zeyadati Kielo Kimli. This is how I know that Hashem takes care of me. He, he sends the enemies miraculously to leave me alone. And he's continuing again, and he's saying, and, and, and I'm going to bring Todos. I'm going to bring the Karban Toda. I'm going to thank Hashem. When he performs these miracles for me, Pasuk Yudalit, Ki Yitzalta Nafshini Mavest. And how am I so certain and so sure and so trusting of my future working out amazing and having miracles? It's because I have my bank account from the past. Ki Yitzalta Nafshini Mavest. You saved me time and time again. You saved me from this huge giant Goliath, right? You, you saved me before. You're going to keep saving me in the future. Okay, so let's look at this parak as a summary. What happened here? David was in this crisis, and he strengthened his bitachon by noticing. He, he's telling, he's, he's showing us, how do I strengthen my bitachon? I notice all the kindness as it comes into my life. I keep a record of it, which is what enables me in the troubling times to look ahead and be so certain and trusting and sure that things are going to work out for me, even in the middle of a big crisis. So how can we bring these ideas into our life to help us get through the tough times and not just get through them, but also usher in the light? So first of all, and this is going to be my main tool that I want to give you today, and I've spoken about it in so many different shapes and forms, so many different ways we've wrapped this idea up in, and I'm just bringing you more wrappings, because like we see in this parak, three times he says the word bitachon, the whole parak, he's again and again strengthening and talking about this idea of trust. So here's a new wrapping for, the, for a very old idea that is priceless, and that I've seen this idea change people's lives. And I'm going to give you an example of that now also. So what's the idea? The idea is, like we said, to stay laser-focused on the good. Laser-focused on what is going right. Having that question in your mind on repeat. What is going well? What is going right? Looking for those opportunities to say, this is how I know that Hashem is in, is wrapping me up in a bubble of love and Hashkacha Pratis. So how do we do this? Get creative. I'll throw out some ideas. I'm sure you have better ideas than I do even. Um, share successes with friends. I'm not encouraging WhatsApp groups, but if you already have them anyways, why not transform one into a successes, a sharing successes group where whenever things happen to people that are good, are easy, make things better in their life, they post it on the chat. This way, besides for posting your own, you get to see everybody else's, right? This is really um, 
if there's anything to use WhatsApp for, I mean, this is one of those amazing usages of it. Build on other people, that other people's successes will get your vibes up, will make you feel so good that you'll see more successes in your own life and everybody's like building on top of everybody else. It's pretty amazing. Um, if you don't have this, text a friend, call a friend, have like your charusa, a charusa specifically to share successes with every single day, um, with your children, at the Shabbos table, at the dinner table. Ask everybody to go around the table and say something that went well for them and make a big deal about it, right? This should be like the focus of the home. So that the kids are going into their day looking for good things. Um, during Corona, at the begin at the start of Corona, someone gave me the idea. I put a big oak tag on my fridge. It said "Thank you, Hashem," and I put like a bucket of markers. And the kids, every time they walked by, they wrote down something that they thanked Hashem for. One kid wrote in big letters, "The Kracht from the pickle." Shout out to Joey Newcomb. Right? They all had these funny, adorable things that they put on it, but it like really just lifted the whole vibe in the house. Um, another friend of mine had something similar. She did it with sticky notes. She wrote, um, Hashem, thank you from the bottom of my heart for, and then everybody filled out a little sticky note, a little mitzvah note for Hashem, and they piled it on top. And already now it's like, there's like layers and layers of sticky notes. And she says, it's just this beautiful, colorful wall of sticky notes. And every time everybody walks by, they get filled up with this delicious feeling that they're being so cared for. And it's just, it, it's incredible. Um, I just want to give you an example of one of my little ones, one of my children, was having a hard time in school. And, you know, it, it's hard for a mother to see a kid struggling. And every morning I would give this child some ideas, right? Like I'm a coach and I have ideas and I said, let me, I should be helping all these people and not my own kids, right? So every morning I'm giving this kid this idea to do and that idea to do. And they work, each one worked a little bit. Anyways, one morning I woke up with the idea. What was the idea? The idea that really worked, and Mitzvah Shem should continue working. I told this kid, when you go to school today, I want you to ask in your mind, what is fun about school? Why is school so much fun? And look for all the fun stuff in your day. When you come home, I'm going to ask you for three wins. Three things that happened that were amazing today. Kid went to school, came home. I did this for two or three days. And the kid would share with me the wins, and I would say, wow, and I made a big deal about it. And everyone in the family would stand around and make a big deal about it. And by the fourth day of wins, I asked this child, I said, what went well today? And the child said, everything went well. This one shared snack with me. I played so nicely with my friends. A million, like, the kid was just listing off a million things that went well that day. And I realized all those other processes that I was trying to get the kid to do and whatever, like, at the end of the day, it's so simple. If we just focus in on the good, we will get more and more and more of it. He was looking for the good all day long. So, of course, he found it. And then success breeds success. And things, Baruch Hashem, completely shifted for this kid. And then everyone else in my house, all the other kids decided they wanted to do the same thing. And the whole vibe around school and their mood when they came home was completely different so it's a very powerful thing to do if children could do it we for sure can also i want to say another idea so get creative and come up with your own ways of creating this awesome bank account for hashem in your life 
and it, it's going to serve you in so many incredible ways that you would never even imagine. The second idea is that we could see clearly in this parak that what David does is that he doesn't get stuck in his current hardship. He focuses on the fact that it's all going to work out well in the end. He looks at the future and he says there's going to be miracles happening. And we could do this too with two words. If we just add two words to the end of our sentences when we're talking about the difficulties that we're dealing with, we could tap into this idea also. And the two words are right now. So whenever you're talking about something, you say, my child is having a hard time in school, just add the words right now. A person's having health issues right now. Their kid is having issues with Shadokim right now. Right? Just add the words right now after every sentence where you're talking about something difficult. Even only even if it's only in your head, even if you're not talking, in your mind, just remind yourself those two words, and it's incredibly powerful because just those two words remind you that help is on the way and that it reminds you of the bank account that you have already and of the bank account that you're going to be continuing to build up and it puts you in the mind frame of already thinking about that time very soon in the near future when you're going to be able to say this is how I know that Hashem always takes care of me and saves me and makes things easier for me. If you're new to my classes I just want to announce and let you know that I give 30-minute free coaching sessions to anybody who's interested in learning about the incredible effectiveness and power of coaching. A lot of us don't really know what coaching is all about, and I've seen incredible transformation through coaching for myself and my own personal life, and I'm very excited about sharing that with the world. So if you're interested in knowing more about it or how it could help you in whatever situation you find yourself right now, please go to my website, yalbertram.com, and sign up for a free session where I will help you gain a clear vision of where you want to get to and already put you on a path towards that goal. So I look forward to hearing from you. I love connecting with all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day.